And welcome to now season <laughs> 23, episode 20 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. My name is Stork. My name is Adam. And in this episode, Erica B., the necromancer, mm-hmm. raises a long dead topic. <laughs> social skills. It's, I hate it when dead horses come back to life and we have is to beat them back to their, yeah, I don't know. I, why, why would I look at that? There there you you go. Go. Okay. Oh, okay. It's all the way over there. Thank you. Byron writes in about gaming and life balance. <laughs> and Joe Gunn sends us a horror story. Turned triumph. You need a you need a sound effect from uh, Apocalypse Now with the horror. The horror. I don't have one. <laughs> um, I've got... Not down to these men are nihilists. There's nothing to be afraid of. Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. That works. The nihilist works. But first, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter, happyjacksrpg, all one word. And Instagram, happyjacksrpg, all one word. And Facebook, happyjacksrpg, all one word. And MeWe, happyjacksrpg, all one word. I haven't posted there in two weeks. <laughs> it's thriving, it's growing. Sure. I checked. Okay, camp, dude, I, I get these notifications, and I had like like twelve people join the group. <laughs> yeah. So at some point, it's going to hit a critical mass where of, of 12, 13 people. No, no, it's over hundred. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. It's over hundred. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is. I'm I believe serious. you. No, I'm yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I want to join. Stork. Who, whose phone is... Oh, oh, oh. oh we're streaming. Yeah, co- clearly we're streaming. <laughs> Long dead topic arise. Social... Social. Social skills from Erica B. Hello. 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 Erica Odd here with an email, as requested, because I posted on... Uh, MeWe. MeWe. I posted on MeWe. And the new forum. Did I put it on the forum? Yeah, yeah you that's, did. that's why this oh, got okay. here. Yeah. But I'm sure Erica Odd saw it on MeWe. Yeah. Right? No, no problem. She saw it on the forum because she said, <laughs> okay, I'm sending one in. <laughs> HappyJacks.org/forum, right. or HappyJacksForum.com, mm-hmm. or MeWe slash HappyJacks.org. No, that's not a thing. That's a lie. <laughs> I don't have a question or a horror story or anything, so I'm writing in with a topic of conversation, something to talk about besides the freaking definition of a sandbox game for a change. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. Erica. You got our backs. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, where it is there. Uh, my topic is in-game social skills and how they're usually treated differently from just about everything else. For example, one wouldn't make the player of a monk get up and demonstrate that they have a mastery of kung fu. Bard players aren't made to spout sonnets and sing songs. Yeah. Ah, you have not played with some of the people I played with. Um, and Wait wizard, a minute. And wizard it. players certainly aren't required to show that they can twiddle their fingers and catch something on fire. Although Why? they can. Right. Yeah. Why then is it so often required for players to actually say what their characters say when they use uh, when they use social skills like diplomacy or intimidate or bluff or whatever? You know, that's a good point. I think everybody that plays a wizard needs to learn a magic trick before yeah. they can actually play the wizard. They need to like you know, hey, there's a card. There's a card. Yeah. Is this your card? <laughs> right. Just just so <laughs> that, that they the can... cords are in your ear. Cut your nose. Now, don't get me wrong. My preference is to role-play such encounters, but it sometimes seems unfair. A player who isn't as good at diplomacy as their character is might accidentally say the wrong thing, causing their attempt to fail regardless of how well they rolled. One wouldn't make a fighter don't know anything about a fighter's that. high attack roll automatically miss <laughs> if he, the player describes the attack that doesn't make sense. Why are diplomacy characters so punished? I guess this is a form of the old role-play, R-O-L-L, versus role-play, R-O-L-E, uh, argument. Again, I prefer role playing, but the dice have to mean something too. Otherwise, those skills wouldn't be in the game. Why can't a meek, quiet player run a big badass barbarian with a high intimidation skill if, uh, skill if they themselves aren't all that intimidating? Thoughts, comments, rude suggestions. Drink if you wanna. wanna. Hugs to all and all that mushy stuff. Mm-hmm. Erica Odd. Thank you, Erica. Thank, Thank you. Erica. you. Mm-hmm. I just like to say I remember I remember when Erica uh, joined. She, she was the, wasn't she the Savage Worlds guru? Yeah. And now nice. and now she is intimately involved with the forum. And it's always good to have you here, Erica. Intimately Thank you. involved, Intimately. Erica. 
<laughs> I didn't want to dwell on it, make it creepy. Thanks, thanks for making it creepy, Adam. <laughs> I'm gay, so it's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's endearing. You're right, gay. It's endearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that? Homophobia is the fear that gay men will treat you the way you treat women. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Dude, your timing is perfect. I almost shot that out of my nose. I just take a sip. Oh, it's perfect. Uh, if my timing was perfect, you would have. have. So. Have you seen the size of my you're, nose? I can hold a lot of beer. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a really good point. It is, I, I love this question. Yeah. I'm so glad that I was here for this question. Because this, this is something that I, I've dealt with and thought about a lot mm-hmm. in games. And, and it's something that's really bugged me a lot. <coughs> I it, I had this one... Um, I had this... Uh, I was playing uh, Mage the Ascension game. And, uh, and my character was supposed to be super charming. And had all the dice to prove it. And I would... I would get ready to charm someone. Mm-hmm. And I am not good at those things, actually, normally. Um, and so... I would be like, I don't know what to say. I flirt with them, and and I'd roll the dice, and the GM would say, okay, well, well, what do you tell them? And I'd make up something. He's like, well, that's corny, so it fails. I'm like, I have seven successes here. It does not fail. That's and, not a judgment call, right? Exactly. And I think this is this is a big problem. And I think she's exactly right that that a lot of people and a lot of GMs uh, make diplomacy uh, skills be proven in role play or mm-hmm. LE play and in a way that they would never expect of other things. And I, I think it's really unfortunate. I the, the thing I like to do is if you've got the thing to say tell me what it is. And if it's really awesome I'll give you advantage or you know or um, maybe give you a plus one bonus mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, if you if you are if you don't know what to say, that's fine. Roll the dice, and you give me a summary of what you're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. and we'll assume that you said it amazingly beautifully or super scary and intimidating. Yeah. Well, you you always should roll dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I've had the opposite problem where like I often play like characters who do talk a lot, and I'm uh-huh. good at talking. And then right now, like uh, an example is my Vault Eight One Eight character. She is dumb as rocks. <laughs> Like, fun, but stupid. Oh, yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. So there's a lot of times where I'm, like, having to, like, check myself. So, like, if I was trying to, like, and there have been times where I, like, all right, so roll, because it's, it's Apocalypse World, so roll hot to convince <laughs> someone. Like, no matter what I say, like, even if I forgot my character was an idiot and I started saying great things, like, those dice should be, like, oh, you were super eloquent as fuck as a player. Oh, nope, that's a three. <laughs> Like so, that should be the deciding factor. That's yeah. that's the great equalizer in tabletop games. That's what keeps it fair. Right. Um, you're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I will give you an analogy because mm-hmm. okay. she started to give an analogy, but I'm going to kind of back the camera up a bit, okay. away a bit. Okay. I'm playing D and D, which arguably at times mm-hmm. during combat is a tactical board game. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm shitty at tactics. Yes. <laughs> so, even though I have a barbarian who mm-hmm. has a super high whatever skill to be able to smash people into tiny bits, if it is a situation where the tactics matter, like where people move and how things are handled in what order or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. I am the meek player with the social character mm-hmm. when it comes to tactics. Yeah. Mm. So why can't I make a tactics roll? Well, you can and just win the combat. Well, except, except in D&D. <laughs> if you were p- playing something other than D&D, you'd right. be able to do that. Well, possibly, yeah. possibly. So that's also part There's of... There's the leadership role. There's a leadership character that you can. There's Some of those things are there, but <laughs> carry but on. I, but I get still, what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I still have to rely on my own ability, my ability as a player, mm-hmm. to be able to look at the board, figure out what, what is the smartest tactical decision yeah. to make. Right. And when you're playing... And, and, and I think asking someone for... What they're going to say in a, in a for a social role mm-hmm. is almost equivalent because I have to decide how I'm going to approach this tactical situation on the map. 
I'm asking you how you're going to approach the social situation mm-hmm. before you make your role. I yes think, and no. Yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, asking how you're going to approach something, like, yeah. oh, I'm like in describing what you're going to do, someone who's awkward can do that. Like, being like, oh, I'm going to walk up to them and flirt with them. Like, that's the equivalent of asking someone what you're going to do on the map. If you're asking someone to be like, what do you say to them exactly? Act it out. Like, those are two different things. Like, people sure. who are socially awkward right. can be like... so it's actually right. more unfair during combat, because I actually have to do tactics. But that's also... I can't just <laughs> that's also say, I'm <laughs> I'm in the best tactical position. <laughs> well, that's what you get for playing yeah. a, a, a game with a map component, though. That right. is something that you are accepting. No. Yes. Because uh, Hold on. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, let yeah, me finish. I'm going to put a pin on that. There are, there are, uh, there are lots of, uh, you know, theater of the mind games where you, if you're yeah. playing PBTA, you're like, okay, I get to the most tactical position. Like, you can say that. Sure. And it right. becomes true. Right. Where if you are choosing to play a map game where you have to actually count the squares or hexes or whatever you've mm-hmm. chose, like, that is a component you've accepted by choosing that system. Does, does someone who's playing a social character not choose to play a social character? Right, but there are systems where. But I'm kind of playing devil's advocate. No, a I totally bit, get it. But, but I see, I see your straw man, Stu. I see it. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, I, don't, it's, I don't think it's a straw man though, okay. because I think people make an assumption that if you're playing D and D specifically, mm-hmm. or Pathfinder, any of those games that have that have a map, Savage Worlds too. I mean, yeah. it's not just D and D. Yeah. That you're playing those games, that it's assumed you're gonna it, you're you're on your own when it comes to tactics. I mean, you can talk to other players or whatever, yeah. but. All in all, your decisions on what your character is going to do tactically comes down to the player. It doesn't come come down to a skill roll. That's true. You, you know what? If I were running a Savage Worlds, I'm sorry you had something to say, but I got to say no, this. I, no, 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 my head. If, I, if this I were is weird, a, but I wanted to hear what you had to say. <laughs> 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 if I were running a Savage Worlds game or a Pathfinder game, or and and uh, and your character made the leadership role, or in Savage Worlds, certainly there are skill sets that apply mm-hmm. to tactics and. Um, uh, the science of battle and mm-hmm. and there are, are there are things that can there give you like die roll advantages. There are, but here's what I here's it's a hybrid thing. If you were to succeed in your tactics role, whatever it is, if you you know you use one of your your abilities to make it, mm-hmm. I would say, all right, you notice that the terrain is this way. That if you yeah. if you put your p- people here, if you put this here, you would have a better advantage. So the GM would be giving that player information because they succeeded in their role, That's rather true. than like you succeeded. What do you do? Right. Except that skill doesn't See, exist in any of those games. That, yeah, <laughs> which, it does. Which is kind of unfortunate. But I, you know, I, I, I think this all goes back to: Are you playing a simulation, or are you playing an imagination game? Right. And 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 there there are a lot of people who love the like no we're super hardcore tactical this is all simulation we're going by the minis rules and we're measuring things out with rulers blah 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 right. that's fine don't invite me to your game but you <laughs> play that and you have fun and that's a dichotomy and there's a it's, broad it's spectrum a, of yeah right. all, every and, point in between yeah. yeah and I and and in my case uh, or what I what I like is if I were to ever run D and D again I won't. Um, but if I, <laughs> 5e is like the best version of D&D of I, I've ever seen and even that I can't handle running mm-hmm. I, I love it I love playing but can't run it but if I were to run it again and, and somebody said okay I am a super badass fighter and they make a really dumb tactical move I would say hey you probably would know that like there there's a great opportunity to be hiding an ambush here you, you should probably know that you don't want to do that Whereas I wouldn't necessarily say that to the wizard with a wisdom of eight, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you know, so uh, no, I, think, I agree. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. It's a hybrid. Yeah. It, at some point, the GM has to say, "You're a, you spent like twenty years in paladin school. You know that that right. like going up the hill at the enemy is a really bad idea. Yeah. Tactically, you should come around this side. Yeah, it's this hybrid where the GM has to help a bit, and it's the same with social skills. I would yeah. think if you're trying to talk your way into the guard, you come in and like. You would know that insulting the guard's mother on, uh, will not get you into the into the, <laughs> right, into, yeah. the into the city. Yeah. You need to you, perhaps you should you know compliment yeah. him on his attire first. Right. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the the main difference is the length of time for both those actions uh-huh. because in a combat the GM has time to oh that was stupid. Well, I'm and like to on their end, maybe not even saying anything. Like uh-huh. hopefully they'll pull say things, or, but pull their yeah, punches yeah. make you still like effective in combat, even if you're not making the best choices. Where if it's like an individual, like a lot of those social roles are like one shot roles. Role, yeah. yeah. Oh nope, you fail at your charisma or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, and, and it does like the 
the the combat roles mm-hmm. are generally it's you know what are you doing for the next six seconds yeah. and then we're going to go through every six second increment until mm-hmm. everybody's gone. Whereas social roles, it's like, okay, what do you say over the 20 minutes of conversation? Make one role for that. So there is a little bit of a different a difference in the, the, the stakes of each role, yeah. mm-hmm. I think, that, that, uh, that should probably allow for a little more flexibility with the social roles. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I think that a lot of this... The reason the reason people want people to do social stuff is to encourage role play. Yeah, mm-hmm. is to encourage it, well, what can happen. But, but yeah, it is a role playing game. Right. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're not shutting I mean, it down. We got it's the game. Like we wide. got the game part right. with the map and the minis. Yes. But yeah. there's also the role playing part. Yes, there right. is. Yeah. But but I th- I think it's equally valid to say things like, uh, "You succeed. Tell me how you succeed, or uh-huh. give me your speech, give me your spiel." So yeah. you get a little bit of that, and then you can move on. Or Let's take the tactics again. You, you've succeeded in your tactics role, and you realize that you come through here. How do you inspire the rest of the group to follow your orders? Yeah, yeah. I like that because that also boosts the confidence of the player because uh-huh. they know they've already succeeded. Mm-hmm. So even if they, as a person, a player, like say something that's not quite as inspiring as the dice would right. be, right? And once like, more into the breach, yeah. and right, yeah. Shakespeare, you can't. You're not going to say exactly day all the time. Yeah. So like it's like oh, okay, I, I know I've already succeeded. So you, you know you can start talking and then sort of trail off. Okay, it's really inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it also, and it also gives the non-role player. If it, it gives yeah. it gives the shy person an out. He goes, I I uh-huh. I I, I kind of crib St. Crispin's Day, and I say once more into the breach, and go like, all right, excellent, and yeah. then you can move on. Yeah. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. the stand-up comedian, it's a part time, can go on for twenty minutes about yeah. with a speech that he comes off, off 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 the cuff. But it gives them that that out. You've yeah. succeeded. Mm-hmm. Tell us right. what you mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I, that's my that's my solution to it, and it's and it kind of even comes from the fumble. Factor uh-huh. that I've always used. When you fail, tell me how you you have failed. Tell me how you failed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more fun that way, and I, yeah. I think it gives people when they do fail a role, mm-hmm. it gives them a, a little bit of a a way to to save face mm-hmm. and to to feel like they're having fun and contributing, even though well, they failed in the action. You have succeeded. Tell yeah. me how you succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, breaking it up, I think too, like like into multiple roles. Like uh-huh. if you know, if you're a GM and you know one of your players struggles with the improv. Like part of role playing, have them do a couple different roles. Like ha- have different reasons for them to roll. Yeah. Okay, you're approaching the town guard. Why don't you roll? You know, to to see what you can tell about him while you walk up. Because uh-huh. as yeah. a social person, all right. So you rolled really well. So you realize that oh, you know, he's really tired looking, and he's got you know a baby toy stuck in his mm-hmm. pocket. <laughs> he must have a newborn. Right. You know, right. so you give them some tools to work with. To handhold them, then have them like Stork said, roll, get that success on the main roll. So then they've got like a string of like two or three different roles that they can do well at or not do well at. That kind of gives them more yeah. of a bell curve for success mm-hmm. than yeah. 50-50. Or, or you remember that this is the guard who is moonlighting at the open mic night and is yeah. an insult comic. So you do <laughs> insult his mother as you go yes. <laughs> He's like, hey, great one. Hey, come on in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. I, yes, I, think, I think there's a balance to strike. I, I really do. I, I think that just defaulting to like, okay, you want to you want to sweet talk your way into the in the city. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, is, well, is see, I don't I, I don't think there's rough. anything wrong with asking for what the approach is. I mean that yeah. no, no. That, I mean that it's but, a role playing game. It's yeah. a role playing game. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think my my ultimate takeaway is GMs be flexible with with your with your players and the in the characters because. Uh, you know, regardless of whether it's a tactical, physical thing or whether it's a mental, social thing, mm-hmm. you want the characters to have an interesting story. Right. And uh, you know, and if you, and, and if your player doesn't have the same skills as the character does, that's okay. That's part of the imagination of yeah. it all. Let let's have some fun, even if it means that they don't know exactly what they're going to say or where they would position themselves on the table. I've even seen. I may have done it a couple of times too. Shy players or players that aren't good with a certain skill succeed, mm-hmm. and the GM narrate what it is they do. Mm. Yeah, because they're clearly like, "I rolled, did I succeed?" Yeah. And they look, you know, hungrily at you. And you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, here is how you sweet talk the guard." You yeah. say to uh-huh. them, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. cool." Mm-hmm. But it's kind of rare. But but I have seen variations of that. I don't see anything wrong with that. It, no. Again, it's a, it's a player-by-player yeah. basis that you have to cater to. Mm-hmm. You, there isn't just one rule that fits every player. Right. right. Allowances must be made for the shy. 
Yes. I mean, that's very fair. That's 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 really an edge case, mm-hmm. though. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, the hobby is getting you know more and more popular. You're getting more and more people who started on video games who are coming that's in true. and doing uh-huh. this. Um, you know, like it's opening up to neurodiversity, people with autism, things like that. With uh, you know, who struggle with social right. cues, reading those things. Like so, like we need to have these tools in our pocket as GMs so that we're able to yeah. like be accepting, be inclusive. Like it, you know, there's so many reasons that someone could like not like doing something like that, uh-huh. other than being shy. Yeah. Right, yeah, like right. that. Yeah. So like having could just be having a bad day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we've had those days. Like even the yes. the most verbose among us have had oh, the days yeah. where they're like, I can't remember my name. Oh. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, was, I'll tell you. Perfect example. Uh, you know, um, it's it's a, already a stretch for me playing the captain on Second Star because <laughs> um, I do not play characters that take the lead. I play the awkward. Person in the back. You're doing a great job, though, by the way. Thanks, thanks. Um, But, like, there was the the beach episode, and I'm like, I am not, I do not have the spell slots today to give an awesome speech. I'm I'm out. I'm exhausted. I, like, I need a short rest. Sandwich. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I I do not have this available to me today. And, uh, you know, and I, like, I took a back seat. Mm -hmm. I purposefully was like, you know what? I'm going to kind of take, you know, I'm going to step back on this episode. Let's focus on the other characters Mm because I can't do this right, today. right. Yeah. And, um, you know and sometimes it, it was just because like I'd had a hard day I was tired I, I just yeah. didn't have it in me it was and so like I you know I think you need to make allowances for people and and the entire table should be responsible for this yeah. Yeah. and that's you know, very true it's yeah. not only the GM's responsible yeah. right. because like it, you like if you're the shy player and and the GM wants you to mm-hmm. speak something out you should feel free to say, okay, what do I say to the other players? Right. And let them help you come up with a speech. And you're yeah. like, yep, that, I, okay, I say that line, and then I say this line, you know? And, it, like, that gives that gives you the opportunity to cooperate and also take some of the pressure off of everybody at the table if it's shared. Yeah, and have those, off, uh, like, away-from-table conversations. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, go to the GM and be like, hey, I'm really excited to play this very charismatic paladin but I'm not a very charismatic yeah. paladin, and yeah, right. I really like to do this. But I need your help. How? What are some ways we can do this? Yeah, yeah. you know. And that's a lot of responsibility. And to be completely honest, like the GM can also instigate that conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because often the person who's shy and struggling with coming up with those big speeches is also going to be the person who's a little bit shy about yeah. like addressing, you right, know, and yeah. being because they see it as confrontational. Be like, hey, and it's hard yeah. to admit sometimes you need help with things. Yeah. There is one caveat that I, or, or, or maybe a pitfall as a GM, mm-hmm. you need to be careful not to handhold them through yeah. everything. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean... We eventually new, have to push the bird out of the nest. Right, we've had new fly. players before. <laughs> right? I'm not, yeah. not yeah. going to name names, but they started out shy and sort of reserving, and then they turn into these wonderful, wonderful characters because yeah. you sort of put them in positions where we you all have to... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Getting back on the horse from Byron... Yay, I'll read it. It's about horses. Right. Hey. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, poor Kimmy. Get, getting back on the horse from Byron. Ooh. Yo, uh, yellow happy jackets. Greetings from the drizzly Pacific Northwest. That's it? I find yeah. myself itch- inching towards 40. I just turned 38 today. You're a puppy. Hey. Everything's better in your 40s. I have a twin. I have twin six-year-olds and a three and a half-year-old. That'll age you right there. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> wow. wow. Who thinks he runs the universe? He does. Mm-hmm. Um, things have definitely gotten more sane over the years, but finding time to actually play RPGs again seems to remain elusive. I also have a tapi-like addiction for rules and a love of just grinding through t- through books and seeing people set up their worlds. <coughs> I'm fortunate to have a job where I can sit in front of a computer. And about three hours a day, just sit on a bus and listen to podcasts when I get to the office. And in almost all of my friends are it being in similar boats, i.e. professionals with kids. <coughs> Can you read? Yeah, it's really hard to get organized and <coughs> play games. Any advice, for not, any advice for not having pick-up game pick up games games suck or pick up group games suck. pick up group games suck or some magic trick involving keeping kids, wives, and a gaming group healthy and happy? That's one question. All right, I'm back. 
I would also like to say uh, to you glorious bastards almost make me want to risk going to LA again just to meet you all in person and maybe grab a con game. Do it. Quick horror story. The first time I went to LA, someone let tear gas off in the ventilation system at LAX <laughs> and it took me hours to get my luggage. Welcome to Los Angeles. Sorry about that. Wow. Anyway, thanks for do. all the content, and if I can ever, uh, and if I, I can ever get the planets in alignment, I hope to use much of your advice. Keep the, uh, keep on douching it up, Byron, aka JD Riz on the forums. Woohoo! P.S. Found uh, out recently that Dave is also a survivor <laughs> of twins. <laughs> Drink twice. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. P.P.S. Man, that would be a good start for an RPG. Figuring out what happened during those unrememberable six months of sleep deprivation from twins. All of a sudden, you come out of the haze, and you have two small humans to take care of. Drink again. I have absolute admiration. Watching Dave go through that. Uh, it, oh, it, man. He, Dave is one of the most pleasant, happy people, happiest people <laughs> I've ever known. And I think having <laughs> twins would have driven me to yeah. just be even more dour and dark <laughs> than yeah. anything. And yet Dave just is still Dave. Yeah. It's just yeah, like, this sucks. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. It's great. It's astonishing. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> That's my Dave. He is very it's good. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Behold! <laughs> he was fuzzy Dave for a couple years. Oh ago. yeah, oh yeah. He was yeah. just like, oh yeah, everything's everything's fine. Everything's with like this like thousand yard stare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little, a little, a little crazy. Yeah. But he's still one of the happiest, funniest people yeah. I've ever met. Yeah. He's literally just you right. talk to Dave and you can't stop laughing. I know. I love. <laughs> I love the man. I love the man to death. Your your kids are yeah. getting. Old enough where you can start to contemplate going back to a regular gaming group. You're uh, definitely you're yeah. originally at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I, I and I think and, and keep in mind this is me speaking from the like non parental uh, privileged spot. You're gay. Uh, <laughs> 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 you can be gay enough, kids. That is a beautiful callback. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, it went over my head a couple of times. Like, should I? Should I? Should I? I'm yes, doing you it. Should. <laughs> Go for it. Absolutely should. You should have waited until I took a drink. <laughs> What's yeah. the most important part of coming? <laughs> Interrupting cow. <laughs> sorry, I'm really sorry. You had a really good point. Carry on. So, uh, so like I, I have gamed with a lot of friends with kids, mm-hmm. um, and and one of the one of the key things it seems to me is. Finding, finding a gaming group that uh, that either has kids of their own and also understands the problems, or um, or, or is understanding of this this mm-hmm. I- issue affliction. And, yeah, this <laughs> affliction. Yeah, you have this curse. No, I'm just kidding. I, so, because I, I love kids and my friends with kids are like a huge blessing for me because yeah. if I go to their house, I get to play with their kids, yeah. and I'm like the guy who like. Well, like at the uh, there was the uh, Halloween party, mm-hmm. I, I think here, and like uh, the one guy from Sportive Tricks brought mm-hmm. the baby, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hold the baby and rock the baby to sleep on the front porch for an hour while everybody else has a party. <laughs> it was like the best night of my year. <laughs> Something so, weird. You're like, this yeah, is like so I got a baby. <laughs> um, so you know, but but like being able to play with people who understand like the kid comes first mm-hmm. always right so if you're i don't care if you're in the middle of dming the most in interesting uh, like social situation or the most intense combat mm-hmm. if the kid says daddy i want a snack you go get the kid a fucking snack <laughs> right and everybody else at the table goes okay cool and you wait until the kid is taken care of mm-hmm. because because that's just that's how you befriend a person. That's how you be a friend. Yeah. Like, right. just fucking let them take care of their kids first. Be friend, be a friend. Be a friend. There, yeah, exactly. There, you you broke that word, right? Yeah. I, I, being a parent myself, uh, I never actually took my kids into games and such. Um, but this brings me to a point when uh, I went up to visit uh, Graf- uh, Graf- mm-hmm. Um he was he had a, he had an informal group that would show up. They'd hang out at the, at the dining room table. They brought their kids, and the kids would tumble and play around. And they come yeah. in and they'd interact with him. And they go around and tumble and they go back right. upstairs mm-hmm. and do stuff. But they gamed anyway. Yeah, they brought in arranged all the kids people. to kind of have a play date while they're yeah. playing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. But but it wasn't like you know go away. We're gaming. The kids were coming interacting. But because everybody there was a parent, if somebody mm-hmm. had to get yeah. up and go change a diaper or or you know mm-hmm. put put out a fire or occasionally yeah. the game would stop while it's like or literally put out a fire. 
<laughs> it was all good. And it was. And then what eventually happened is the kids were like, you know, what's this thing that's going on? And yeah. then they got into the team. And, uh-huh. and it was it's healthy. Yeah. Because it allowed all of all of the people. You don't have to apologize to another parent if your yeah. kid, mm-hmm. you know, comes in, right. you know, without their pants on. And you're like. What happened to your pants? Yeah. And the other parents go, <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Pants. And, and yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody's yeah. in on, on, the, on the joke, and they yeah. all get it. So yeah. I would say start gaming with your friends. Just have a, have a, have a date. Have, mm-hmm. a, have, a, have a play date mm-hmm. game session. Right. Yeah. And, well, assuming the kids are, kind of are in an age range where that's going to work. Yeah. Right. If you've that got is teenagers true. and yeah. seven-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. We also have to remember, like, we have the privilege of, of gaming in a... Busy place with right. lots of gamers, so yes. we have the you know we actually have friends who are yeah. gamers that have kids. Well, that, that's what he says. That's everyone. Everyone of his old gaming group is in the same boat. They're yeah. professionals with kids. That's yeah. True. So yeah. you know what? To me, this sounds like and and I, I granted the situation may be more complicated than what you're stating here, but to me, the solution is go back to your gaming group and say, hey, bring the kids over. Let's let them play in the living room mm-hmm. while we game at the dining room. And, you know, keep it shorter. Yeah, like, keep it like, one shots. Have, yeah, one shots or like, you know, a one or two hour session. Yeah. And, you know, and just get in a little bit of a time, but at least you're you're setting that mm-hmm. example that you still get time for yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, and the kids come first, but but you can work them in together. Mm-hmm. Just like just like any other hobby, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. you it, your kids need to let it need to see you being yourself. Yeah, right. absolutely. You know? Um, some other stuff that I know just from working with Dave's schedule so much. <laughs> um, like, he has, like, one night of the week where he has arranged where, like, him and his wife have, like, nights where they're allowed to, like, do their thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, Monday nights is Dave's night to come game, if that's what he wants to do with his Monday night. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the night. Like, they've arranged. they figured out ways for, all right, she takes the kids on Monday. They've got everything set up. Like, he helps out until he leaves for the game. Um, so that's just they know they plan ahead. His day's Monday night. Her, I forget which night hers, hers, not her night. But they have that all worked out ahead of time, so that it's like this, like not sacred time, but kind of like this is the plan. So unless mm-hmm. something happens, yeah. then that's the plan. Um, also, um, like online gaming is totally a thing uh-huh. too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and that's sometimes a little bit easier to like. Hey, you're still there with the kids. Your kids are getting of an age where they can kind of amuse themselves. So, like, if you can't make it to a game or if, like, you can't find a time where everybody yeah. can do the play date thing, because that's amazing and right, awesome. Yeah. Right. Then, like, yeah, you can play with them. You know, they're, they're in the room. You're in the room. Everything's right. fine. You can still stop I've, and put out a fire. I've done several online games with uh, friends who are parents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and they're like, okay, kids go to bed at 8, so we can play from, like, 8.30 to 11. Yeah. Uh, so... So, okay, well, let's get on. Let's play for an hour and a half. And then, you know, next week we'll get another hour and a half in. And you get what you can. Yeah. Right. A lot of people uh, do it. You you uh, you pay it forward. You work on your wife faction or your, or your partner faction. You work uh, <laughs> to make sure that, you know, it's a, well, I've, yeah. I've done all these things so that I can have the Tuesday off. Wives right. can be gamers. I, that's, I was trying to be PC, I and I yeah. just really <laughs> put it all up, didn't I? You I can really also, made it worse. I haven't really said much, because I don't have a lot of standing in this when it comes to, like, role-playing game life balance. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but you can get a, you can get a divorce, <laughs> then you have split custody. <laughs> then you only have them half the time. Right. <laughs> and you, then you just buy a pizza and leave them alone. plants, too. <laughs> you did it. Maybe yeah. don't do that, maybe. It, I mean, a, if, well, that's if, my advice. If that'll right, make yeah. you happier, it then do it. For what it's worth. <laughs> Um, but he yeah, likes no, to kids. <laughs> going back to Adam's suggestion, uh, when we were playing, I was playing a game with um, Bill and Elizabeth, uh-huh. and they're in England, so the time zones yeah. are drastically oh, yeah. different. Yeah. But we had it scheduled, so like uh, they put their kid to bed. An hour later, we'd play. Ninety yeah. percent of the time, he's actually sleeping in bed, and we uh-huh. can start on time. Yeah. So like having that too, like with online gaming, mm-hmm. it lets you like play from 8.30 to yeah. midnight or whatever time you're cool with. And he's at a very busy age, too. Oh, a very yeah. busy yeah. age. And, yeah. that's, but, and that's also a really good point. Most of the role-playing games are done in the evenings anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you set it up, it's like, uh, if you want to be online between 5 and 10, yeah. you know, with your friends, the, the kids are eating dinner and taking baths and going to bed, and one person can handle that while you're mm-hmm. online, you know, one day out of the week. or yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and, and Even... even Live. Mm-hmm. If you wait till the kids go to bed, and then you can yeah. Yeah. bring everybody over on a Friday night for 
poker night or yeah. RPG mm-hmm. night, right, exactly. and you play till two or three in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also you know, it's all doable. Reach reach out to the the parents of the other kids mm-hmm. like, at the, you know at their school or at their daycare or whatever. Like 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 ask other parents like, hey, our kids like each other. Do you play role playing games? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's not the it's not the curse that it used to be. No, yes. it, it is. Right. You know? It is. Yeah, it's there might be a lot of people that are like, oh, actually, yeah, I do, and I never can play because of my kids. And you're like, I got fucking kids too. Let's put them together and distract <laughs> you, each other. You role play too? Oh, oh my god! Yeah. And That's why I think all gamers should wear like a D twenty <laughs> button or something. <laughs> yeah, just some sort of symbol to like just. Let everyone know. There's yeah. the gaydar. It should be gamedar. Uh, gaydar. Yeah. yeah. Gamedar. Oh God, you're a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> you game? Game? I didn't know. I had no idea. You're like mm. so stealth. You're so, like you're yeah, so cool. Yes. <laughs> People think I'm cool. <laughs> you play sports. How do you game? How do you too? game too? Like, yeah. 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 I work out. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I work the other thing I'd say I is knew like, I knew you like musicals for a reason. I knew <laughs> you're a gamer. Stuart, uh, you like musicals too? I do. Okay. Oh my a god, lot. you're gay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sutton Foster, if you're watching. Yeah, oh, yeah, Sutton Foster. Um, yeah, call me too. We'll get drinks, girl. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is um, to those uh, gamers who are not parents, be nice to your friends who are parents yeah. and be understanding and be like hey yes I will come over and game for an hour and a half yeah. with you and I will put up with the interruptions when your kids need to like you know take your attention for a while because you deserve to game too <coughs> and I'm your friend so I'm going to help you yeah. right. you know like like be be nice be understanding it's it, it's it, you know if mm-hmm. if you can game it doesn't have to be on your terms or no one else's mm-hmm. just you know help your friends right yeah, yeah. We're all in this together. Yeah, Come on, exactly. it's about gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, we all took a huge break in gaming. Oh yeah, and a lot of it had to do with kids and stuff. Um, I'm really proud, and I never pushed this. And if Jib were here, he would sort of mm-hmm. talk about this as well. There is a point where your kids start becoming gamers themselves, mm-hmm. and I never mm-hmm. pushed it with Emily, mm-hmm. and I never pushed it with Danny, but they've discovered it on their own because it's something that I've done. It's sort of normalized, yeah, right? And. My oldest is a pretty good gamer. Nice. She does it on her own. She, she found is. it on her own, on her own terms. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it's far be for me. So mm-hmm. the added advantage of you gaming around your kids yeah. is that they're going to turn into great gamers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Mine, mine have it's no interest. It's part of the no. learning process. Wait, I wait for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think so. Now Shout- there's no way. Ali, Ali is way too busy with other things. Shout out to Kurt Potts Jr. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Bay Potts. Um, but... Baby Potts went to the con. He's uh, yeah, that's six, right. Sixteen, yeah, fourteen, sixteen. Yeah, he's yeah. a fantastic. He was he in is. one of my games a couple yeah. times ago. He's he a was great awesome to game yeah. with. That kid is cool. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you could be in my games anytime. anytime? Buddy. <laughs> yeah. He was. He's a really. He's really good because he has parents that game with him and that you know that mm-hmm. shared their hobby with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah, so it's really so awesome. So there you go. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things to think about there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Horror turn triumph from Joe Gunn. Joe Gunn. Sit. Who would uh, like I, to read? This is a little lengthy, so we can split this up. Oh my god, you're gay too? <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Okay, got it. Hello, Douchemeister, still in the orchestra of this crap. Hi, my name is Joseph Jogana. To all on the forum Discord, I am a savage tolit. Savage, savage I'm glad you started because I have no idea. Savage, savage gatologist. Savage. <laughs> like I just looked at Lovecraft it. Name. Savage gatologist. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that is right. In polar opposition to hive mind, I find Savage Worlds to be my perfect mix of crunch, fluff. Lack of AC and hit yeah. points, falling downstairs damage, and using real dice system. Oh, and it has great rules for beating a dead horse to glue, and that is why, not why I write to you today. Today I write a story of horror turned triumph. And not those silly dice with pictures on them, triumph. Real triumph. But before we can have great triumph, we must have Horror. Horror. Oh, God, You're a grocery clerk sent to collect the bill. The horror. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be expecting my Tony 
any moment to rap at my door. <coughs> it was Kingdom Con 2016, the Wayback Machine. San Diego's own RPG Wargaming LARPing Con. It was my first time attending, and I decided to pass along the hobby and bring along my son, two godchildren, and my niece. Nice. This kind of brings it together with the whole. Uh, whole yeah, it does. Yeah. <clears throat> at the time, they were all around nine or ten years old, and while most have at least five years of experience playing Savage Worlds, yep, I'm that awesome. <laughs> I wanted them to branch out and try some other systems, GMs. Just and keep them away from those hippie games. Get a, taste <laughs> of, <laughs> get a taste of what was out there. The con was awesome. We walk in. They give the kids badges. All kids, 12 and under, are free, FYI, for people in the SoCal area. And they give us great directions to go find the RPG section of the con. We head over to some bungalows, and they have rooms divided up for Math Finder Society, <laughs> Adventurers <laughs> League, and other RPGs. <laughs> Excuse me. I tell them that they should try out the big daddy of RPGs and try an Adventurers League game. So they head over and sign up. The guy at the table is awesome. He helps the kids go through pre-gens, and all the kids are stoked with their choices. Then he lets us know there's a table that can take all of us. I offer to sit back and help the and help the GM since all the kids are new to D and D. And the guy at the table says, "No way! Grab a character and go." Things are starting off great. We get to the table, and the GM seems like a decent guy. He's reading over the adventure while we all take our seats. Besides the GM and my rowdy group of children is one other guy. He is probably in his mid twenties. Sits down at our table and asks, uh, 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 "Are all these kids playing in the game?" Now that's Storks. Editorializing yes, it's with true. the voice. <laughs> we don't know what the guy yeah. sounded like. <laughs> okay, all these kids playing the game. I turn to him and say, Yeah, it's their first DD game, but no worries. I'll help them if they run into any issues, and they have all played other systems for years. He seems okay with the answer, and we begin. The DM is pretty good going through the adventurously content step by step. We are in. Barovia? I almost said Broveria. (laughs) I was like, well, man, Broveria. (laughs) And are tasked with finding four missing family members. (coughs) So the group picks up a direction from missing person A, and off we go. Warning sign one! We come to a hill. The path heading up the hill is iced over with bushes along the path. My son's wizard makes a nature roll and determines that these plants with berries explode on impact. My son's wizard is a fire Gen Z wizard who focuses on, wait for it, fire. He says, well, I have the ability to shoot fire at will, so I'll just melt a path through the ice so that we can go up and make up the hill. Bypassing the skill challenge, the DM says, uh, you can't do that. It will take too long. So my son says, then can I just shoot the berries with my fire and cause them to explode so we don't have to worry about, fall, um, about <laughs> falling into them? DM, nope. You huh. can only shoot one at a time, and apparently bushes aren't flammable. So, we hop on the rails and complete the skill challenge with only a few of us taking some hits. At this point, 20-something guy is getting aggravated that we aren't pushing through the plot. Warning sign two. Do you want to carry on? Okay. Warning sign two. At the top of the hill, we are confronted by snow leopards. They are snarling and generally unhappy, but haven't attacked yet. And super cute. (laughs) Our ranger... Our ranger, one of my godchildren, rolls animal handling to try and tame the creatures. Yep, far-fetched, but hey, he is ten. DM. Nope. (coughs) Ranger. Well, can I use my skill to see why they are upset so we can avoid it slash distract them and avoid fighting them? Much better idea. DM. Nope, you need to fight them. Twenty-something guy. Size heavily. (laughs) Warning sign three. As we are transitioning scenes, the 20-something guy sitting next to me leans over and whispers, Dude, that girl is pretty manly looking, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Now, just to clarify, my my niece is a competitive swimmer and therefore in awesome shape. Oh, no. Fuck that. (laughs) And therefore more cut than this dumb dude, uh, dumbass 20-something jacktard. I, Jack Tard? That's offensive to happy jackers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Tards I, everywhere? And t- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we wow. did not say that. Okay. <laughs> that was that went yeah. actually offensive story. Yeah, no, they um, don't say that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, I turned to him and say, dude, one, that's my niece. Two, regardless that is rude and inappropriate, you have stupid ass comments to make, keep them to yourself. Bam! Okay, <laughs> that is shut down. We should be good, right? 
The rest of the adventure seems to go downhill. I'm the, shocked. The kids are shut down at anything creative short of hit the monster until it is dead. The 20-something guy transitions to name-calling one of the kids in character, to which they reply in kind, in character. The DM doesn't try to calm the situation down at all. And finally, mm-hmm. the 20-something guy has the nerve to stand up and yell at my niece and call her stupid for making a certain choice in-game that was oh. not the most D&D optimal thing to do. He went on to say that these stupid kids were ruining the game and wasting his time. I give the GM about two seconds to respond. Nothing. Solution to 20-something guy. Look, kid, I've got you... I've, you, I've, uh, I've, you keep the detect the eye of out. You, yeah, uh, you keep your shitty attitude long enough. But now you are insulting kids. Kids, you will apologize to them right now, or you and I are going to have a problem and need to step outside. He looked at me in utter shock and then apologized and left. See, <laughs> I, 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 I applaud yeah. the guy for his his cool thinking. That was yeah. very well phrased. Well, and also like, wow, like. I don't know, like the the basic misogyny of like yeah. of all the kids there, uh-huh. it's the right. girl the he calls out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's like the and the girl who doesn't conform to gender norms either. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. So he's got double gender for yeah. the problem. And so, and as someone as a girl who was a competitive swimmer for over a decade, like fuck that dude. Like right? I dealt with shopping with those fucking shoulders. I feel you, girl. I love you. <laughs> oh, oh, baby <laughs> and oh. yeah, but it's oh, that's yeah. It's just like yelling at kids is also like a thing for me. It pisses me off. Not but. Okay. Specifically, like in that situation of all, yeah, touch the fucking X card. Like <laughs> yeah. of all the things, like he, of all the kids there that he's upset at, he's like, "I'm yeah. gonna keep picking on this girl." Well, oh yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, I don't think they I, use X cards in Adventures League. No. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> there needs to be a T-shirt. I've been uh, shopping with those shoulders. I feel you. Girl. I feel you, girl. <laughs> yeah. what a, that is, that's just such an awesome statement, <laughs> right? Horror wrap-up. We find out at the end of the adventure that we are sucked into the Ravenloft world and cannot leave. Therefore, our characters must play in the next scheduled adventure. What? You know the only one being run in the afternoon is the same 20-something ass gasket. We break for lunch. I calm the kids down, and we head back to the RPG section. A group of fat beards are all outside smoking, and they call me over as we start to head back in. Hey, are you the group of guys that need to play in the next railroad adventure of D&D? <laughs> <laughs> I say yes. He tells me, I don't know, man. It's pretty intense. I don't think the kids will be up for it. In my head, I'm thinking, seriously? You are the GM. Trader, tailor your damn game to your players. Ah, Adventures League. You'll get to do that. Yeah. But instead, I just say, okay, that's cool, man. I'll find something else. And because of this, I will never, ever play Adventures League again. Triumph. So to lift the kids' spirits, I decide I'll just run them through a little adventure. The RPG section has no free table, so I head to the front desk and ask if I can run a game for the kids. They say, heck yeah, there, nice. are, there are some free tables up in the wargaming room, and here are prize tokens to hand out during your game. Oh, nice. Nice. I head upstairs, grab my Savage Worlds book, a one-sheet, and pre-gens, and dish them out. We run through two one-sheets in about three hours. Hmm. The kids have a blast. About halfway through, I realize we actually have a crowd of about 10 to 15 people around us taking pictures and cheering as the kids play. (laughs) Apparently, everyone was so shocked that a bunch of kids could have such an immersive game, they stopped playing War Machine (laughs) to watch and cheer. I'm going to flag that sentence to come back to. Afterwards, I sold everyone watching on Savage World. Sorry, not sorry, hide mine. And the kids were super happy. May your dice always ace Joe Gunn. Nice. Nice. P.S. We've gone to Kingdom Con every year since with groups of kids and never had an issue. Of course, we don't play in Adventurers League. The staff is always amazing and accommodating. P.P.S. Ignore my terrible grammar. English is my first language, but I went to public school no. in San Diego State <laughs> University. So I'm That's a party school. Yeah. That's yes, a big is. time party he, he school. Says it right there. So I'm good at OTL and Bing Pong. <laughs> beer beer pong. pong. Beer what pong. is OTL? OT- I don't know. Oh. I went to a real school. I have no idea. Whoa! <laughs> oh, I went to oh. Oklahoma State and Ohio State. If there's a, a drinking game, I should know about it. <laughs> PPPS drink. Woo-hoo. I ran out of beer. Nice. <laughs> I was doing nothing. Oh, man. I want to come back to this. Okay, so people who think that kids can't play immersive games... games uh, a bunch of people stopped playing their war games. <laughs> the most boring, non-character-driven games around yeah. to watch a bunch of kids have an immersive character experience because it was good. 
Shock, shock that kids are good at imagination. Shock what? that kids are good at role playing. I'm really shocked that kids spend a lot of time playing what? with b- dolls. Uh, well, yeah. Who would have thought that that was a natural fit? Right? right? Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Uh, you know, my 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 friend uh, Cameron McNary, who runs the Play Better podcast, mm-hmm. um, and, and he. Uh, he has a play that he's written, mm-hmm. and it's it's about a, a group of D and D players. And one of the one of the lines of dialogue from the play is, uh, "Role playing is rules for playing pretend." Yeah, and he totally. talks about that transition yeah. from being a kid where your imagination is just so flexible and easy to uh, to mm-hmm. being a, a grown up, mm-hmm. and how it helps you recapture that imagination and that fun of playing yeah. pretend. Absolutely. As long as there's rules for it, it's yeah. okay to play. It's not yeah. a game. It's like I can actually pretend, oh, yeah. I can actually play pretend now because there's rules, so it's yep. a game. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Because really, really, we all just long to play pretend. Every yeah. actor on the planet, they live right. for that moment where they just get to play pretend. Yeah. We really aren't that far removed from that four year old child. No. Nope. We just think we are, but we really aren't. All we want to do is play pretend. Yeah. And role playing games give us some rules and we can just say, it's a game. It's uh-huh. there's rule. I'm following the rules. Yeah. And really, we just want to play pretend. Yeah. yeah. It's something that all humans do naturally. Love it. And uh-huh. it is trained by uh, you know, we are trained out of it by society by thinking right. that you are oh you're supposed to outgrow that at a certain exactly. age. Yeah. yeah. And like simply remove that component and like these kids uh, they don't, they aren't faced with those societal norms and those things that we are fighting against yeah. as adults. That training by society to be like, oh, I should be self conscious right now. Yeah, they right. are in it, and Invest, they they are right? in it all the time. Yeah. They do this every day at recess, every day at lunch, right. yeah. when they're crawling around the house by themselves. Like they're not crawling right. around the dining room table. They're crawling cl- around a, a jungle or a lion's den. Right? Yeah, like. Yeah. How elemental is the floor is lava? Yeah, exactly. It's like one of the simplest and best (laughs) games you can play. Yeah. There's whole modules based on that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We play RPGs. They live... Yeah, they yeah. live in role playing. My like, kids, when they were younger, were like, "Let's pretend that we get a friend over. Let's pretend yeah. that this, and then we do, and let's pretend, let's pretend, right? let's pretend it's like." Mm-hmm. So now there's a set of rules, but they're still just pretending. Yeah. It's 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 mm-hmm. completely natural for them. Yeah. And they completely get. It. I don't know why yeah, people yeah. were shocked. And Joe Gunn, if you haven't, there was several episodes ago of this very podcast, and uh, somebody asked about gaming with kids or something, and Kimmy <laughs> goes off on like forty minutes of solid gold. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know when the book is coming out, but I'm <laughs> fucking buying it. Oh yeah. It. Um, but <laughs> thank you. But talking uh, Kimmy talking about uh, how to adjust your expectations for gaming with kids, it was it was brilliant. I was listening yeah. into the car just yep. like, oh my god, that's so smart. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> but I love that she's got a master's degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that whole thing and you talked about this is like be prepared for them to not get into combat. Right. They will talk to the bad guys and try to make friends with them right. and explain to them why they're wrong. Which yeah. is exactly what was happening <laughs> right in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because they like we are so programmed by like movies and stories uh-huh. we've read. Like we anticipate the the beats in our story arc and things yeah. like that. Kids don't have any of that. No. Like like I have to teach them that in fourth grade. That's trying to be like this is the the the, the climax of your story and then it goes down for the ending. Like uh-huh. like they have to have that ingrained in them. And because and- we're angry adults, we want to hit things and kill them. <laughs> right. But kids are like, well, I don't want to kill them. I want to talk to them instead. No leopards. Let's yeah. pet let's, them. Let's pet them and yeah. talk to them. Well, Meanwhile, people are like, I don't want to kill it. Yeah. Zachary wants to kill. Them. Yeah, <laughs> some of them do. Okay, OTL mm-hmm. uh-huh. took a while, but I found it. Yeah. A game originating in San Diego, California. Yeah. Uh-huh. OTL stands for over the line, similar to softball, where there is a batter, pitcher, and an outfielder. The object of the game is to get more home runs than the opposing team. The batter tries to hit the ball thrown upwards by the pitcher from the ground with the bat and get to fly over the line on the field. Uh, if it is caught in midair, the batter's out. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it's actually... So it's like golf with softball. Yes. It's a sports and, ball and thing. Yeah, it's, it's a sports, a sports ball, ball thing. thing. With that, beer. That, okay. Which is why... With yeah. beer, yeah. It's a frat... Great job, San Diego. Total frat thing. I can totally see that, yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, I, I assume it doesn't stand for one true love. No. <laughs> or on, it could be on the low. On the low. Uh, and then also there's some Korean thing. Well, it's not read that. I'm sure it's... No, it's not porn. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Korean emoticon expressing desperation, disappointment. Yeah. Oh, o equals head, T equals arms to the ground, L equals legs. Oh. Mm. Well, I mean, expressing disappointment would explain San Diego State University. Oh, <laughs> shade! It got dark in here. I'm sorry. I have no dog in this race. I really, I know nothing about California University <laughs> wow. politics. I just that, like known as a party school. Yeah, okay. known as a party right, school. Yeah. Very much so. I remember going there once when I was in college. <laughs> AS, I think the n- biggest party school local ASU is probably the, I, I uh, most was stunned. The, the bookstore. 
What's the size of a box? Santa Barbara's no. Really? Yeah, they're well. Santa, not, I went yeah. to Santa Barbara too. Yeah. Also, equally surfing, huge. surfing like beach oh, yeah. party. It's actually a class. Yeah, you can you can yeah. get major uh, in surfing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't get a degree in surfing though. Yeah. You can take it as a PE. Yeah, it's oh, pretty. Okay. It's pretty I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. My dad did a lot. It's the only class he passes. I would say it's like if you're a good surfer, maybe you can get a degree in oceanography. Oh yeah. That takes science and math. Yeah. It, a lot of I, the oceanographers are swimmers. Like yeah. you tell by all the broad. No, swimmers. you have to be swimmers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when they go I, shopping, Taylor. I had to get on the phone because my son just called me. Um, Speaking of, you know, right, kids yeah. first. Um, the, the did you guys talk about the horrors of Adventures League and how that actually plays yeah. into no. a, a lot of their problems? Abria had a really great statement mm-hmm. about that a couple of uh, episodes ago, where she was talking about how she went into Adventures League with all the right ideas, and she made her a little quitty character yeah. and got completely demolished. It was the exact same experience. Yeah. 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 Soul crushing. Yeah, I mean, the, the GMs don't have the kind of latitude you have in a regular game, right? Because oh, oh. it's a, it's a it's a continuous living world where you take this character and you go through this stuff, and what you get is what you get, and it's definitely defined yeah. by the adventure. Then you move on to another adventure, and you can take the character from con to con, right? And you know, and load this character up, but. It, there has to be constraints on it, or else people are just going to cheat. Yeah, yeah, but also there's also like a, a pretty toxic culture around a lot of it. Not everybody. Yeah, sure. Like I know great people who are, invo- are involved as players in Adventures League, but there's also very much a, you show up to the player and people don't want you messing with their character and their character outcomes. So like they they can be they can be vicious. Oh sure, and they can and, be. And, and, yeah, and, and, and I can kind of understand why. I mean, being vicious to people, no. But I understand why people get very protective of their characters because uh-huh. they may have invested years yeah. into getting these characters up up to where they are with all of the the special drops from you know, certain yeah, adventures right. and shit like that. But the problem is, is then it, they they tend to buy into stereotypes. Like yeah. as a woman oh, sure. walking up, it's like, oh, women are terrible gamers. Right, now that's yeah. going to put my character in danger. Yeah. So as or like kids. yeah, or yeah, kids, or, or as someone who's othered uh-huh. like right. it, well, I think that's a separate issue I don't think every, I don't think you can yeah. paint that broad of a brush over everyone who plays no. Adventures League no absolutely not you can't but that ties in with their being overprotective of their yes. characters right. if they see someone that they think is not going to be up to snuff right. for I, their character I think, right. I think Stu is correct I think it's fair to say that they are in a, in a, in a very tight box a really, it's, a yeah. it's its own hobby it really, yeah. it really is, is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's almost it, it is almost its own hobby yes. right. and it's not Quite well, it's on game. a yeah. lot of us to know that going in. Yeah, yeah. I and, think, and people yeah. don't know that, which is probably why he yeah. brought his kids into yes. it because yeah. he was expecting it to be a regular role playing game. That's where I was yeah. going to go with that. Just D and D, so it's going to suck a little. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I I think you're right. I think the idea of thinking this is just a con D and D game versus oh, Adventurers League is a whole separate thing. Because honestly, like I didn't yeah. know that. I I thought it was it, I I knew about like oh yeah you keep your same character and you go from an yep. adventure to adventure. I didn't realize there were such constraints on how you GM it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know so I'm like oh oh I'm glad I didn't go do that then because that would have it's me. almost like a sport where you're going to school yeah. to school and you're and you're competing and you're That's, getting and, yeah. you're, and you're, it's, yeah, it's your like, team wins you get like it's magic almost. tournaments Remember, or, gold, yeah. gold the series that they, 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 yeah. they, they, like yeah. competitive yeah. D&D yeah. Competitive That's kind D&D. of like what it is yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it almost is because That's actually you, a thing that's a thing now Yeah like a real they do competitive D&D now Oh really Yeah they're starting to stream it and stuff and it baffles me a little bit but Yeah they they're trying to get tabletop games Gaming into esports any way they can. Yeah, oh, sure. And they yeah. haven't found the formula yet. I don't think. Yeah. But yeah, but no. It, I mean, it's a well. Whole if curling is a sport, right. no. <laughs> but just making I'm it. I'm really good with that broom. <laughs> I'm just waiting for good society league. Yeah. So I will fucking crush that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh by the way, I, I finished. Um, uh, Downton Abbey. Down, Abbey. <gasps> yes. Oh my god. I got real tired of some of those characters. By the uh, way. Yeah. Yeah. Granted. Yeah. But, but Joey and Joey and I were like, oh, oh, he's in like middle of season three. Oh, poor guy. Oh, he. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, but oh. the 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 relationship arc between uh, Maggie Smith's character uh-huh. and the other and, old yeah. woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the love hate relationship throughout it was amazing. It's so beautiful. It is. Yeah, Maggie Smith and, yeah. is arguably it's one of the greatest actors oh, on yeah. the planet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I've always loved her. She's astonishingly yeah. good. Yeah. So many fans, and I was telling you this at dinner, like want the Downton Abbey sequel. Oh. I don't want the Downton Abbey sequel. I want the Downton Abbey prequel, which is the Dowager in her youth in right. the fucking oh, Edwardians. My God, that would be amazing. So you know what though? 
who are you going to find to be able to follow yeah, Maggie Smith in I mean, that role? Well, see, she's hard. not that person yet. Oh, that's she's, true. That's she's true. got a dowager. Yeah. You know she right. was copying somebody. Maggie Smith play her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, or, I think yeah. Kira Knightley would be up for it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe. Oh, man. Or, or Judy Dench is the dowager. I am here for this. Judy Dench is great. One of my favorite lines from all of from all of entertainment is Maggie Smith. It's one of the first season episodes. And she goes, she's talking about Matthew. She's like, I don't dislike him. I simply don't like him, which is quite different. It's <laughs> Maggie Smith. Right. In Murder by Death, she has one of the best lines ever. Right. Like, yeah. What does anybody want with a naked dead body? <laughs> well, dear, there are somebody. And she goes, Oh, that's tacky. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's really tacky. Where's my dicky? <laughs> it's Maggie Smith. She's uh, so awesome. uh, See, now I want to urbanize it up. I want to make it modern. We'll call it Downtown Abbey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a yeah. whole different thing. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. I'd be into it. But they still dress for dinner because we're not savage. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, White tie for dinner I every you were a day. Waiter. What the Maybe. fuck? Oh, oh man, yeah. 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 That was crazy. Yeah, the Downton Abbey is so good. The, we did uh, on ShadowCon on last Saturday. Mm. We did um, a Great American Novel. Chris mm-hmm. Gray mm-hmm. ran it, and yeah. we did Downton Abbey. Um, okay. And uh, it was just so much fun. <laughs> it was just beautiful. Yeah. Like oh, I want to just play games that, like this, All this, se- uh, this system, and this setting like forever. forever. Oh yeah, and yeah. The, and plus this time period it's set in. Uh-huh. Is a transformative time. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, you've so much going on because it starts yeah. with the sinking of the Titanic, sure. goes all the way through World War One. Right, women's suffrage, automobiles yeah. suddenly become common. Airplanes, I mean, automobiles, all, right? all yeah. the stuff Everything. happens in this yeah. like span Indoor of ten plumbing. years. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the things that they cover is just it, it's just insane and yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's such a great experience with characters and and they really did a good job of 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 because so much changed because yeah. of World War One. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they really did a good job of showing that. And then, yeah. I mean, even because they didn't look like they had a, a, an immense budget, right? But even even the, the stuff they showed in the trenches in yeah, was it Belgium? I don't remember where, where they were. Yeah. But even that stuff was it wasn't as horrific as yeah. it probably was. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but yeah. it, it was, they did a pretty good job of it. And it's reflected in the characters. Some of them oh, are yeah. just not the same after that, yeah. and right. and it's really touching. Yeah, and and it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. I have well, a you guys got you guys got geek all over this table. <laughs> right. I know, right? Yeah. Wait, I have a thing to plug. Oh. Can I plug a thing? Sure. All right. Mm. So, um, I'm trying my hand at designing a game. So we've done some playtests. It's very cool. Uh, it's called Decuma, and it's the game before the game. So basically, it's a tarot card mm-hmm. game that you play between character concepts and your RPG campaign. So it creates character connections and a location for you to then use in D&D or Savage Worlds or whatever you want. So if you will check out goldenlassogames.com, you can go and sign up for the newsletter that will get updates about it. And we're getting the first couple decks printed. It's very exciting. Let me, let me ask one really obvious question because uh-huh. you didn't actually address it, so I'll play the devil's advocate. Uh-huh. This is this is system agnostic. You can use this in any system, any system. to build your world. Yes. And it's, it's basically... As you're building characters, this is you, this is a tool for you to use yeah. to help invest in yeah. the world. Okay, yeah. love that. Cool. Thanks, good and, job, Stork. Thank you. And it is kind of based on what you did with the Wild Wild Talents game, right? Yes, yeah. that's where I got which the is, idea. Which was that session zero is one of my favorite actual plays I've Aww. watched. It was so much fun just to watch them build <laughs> this world. Mm-hmm. So cool and fascinating. I loved it. So yeah. Yeah. I still love the name Wild Wild Talent. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I love it. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. check that out. Um, and yeah, it's like a way of, of doing that with tarot cards and it's yes. pretty fun and everybody liked it so far. Yeah. And Excellent. we haven't been able to find a setting that's broken it yet. Nice. We've done a bunch See? of crazy stuff. There you go. Right. We did a fake Ren Faire last night. Oh, it was super <laughs> nice. amazing. Yeah. Tried downtown <laughs> Abby. Yeah. Can I also plug just because I, I just yeah. played it this last weekend and I was just so blown away by how beautiful it is and how much yes. I love it. But Great American Novel is oh, right. on Kickstarter right now yes. and they're fully funded. But like, please go fund them. Christopher Gray has done an amazing job. This game is so. Do you, do you need so to be cool. fluent in the Bronte sisters in order to play you this? You do not. No. This is also a system agnostic. It's basically yeah. okay. it's basically taking tropes of novels but and, and turning and movies and turning them into a gaming system mm-hmm. so you can play any genre or any setting with <coughs> these uh, with these playbooks yeah. so do I need to know the difference between Wuthering Heights and nope. uh, in order to play it well I mean if you don't know the 
what if you've never read Wuthering Heights and somebody's like, let's play Wuthering Heights, you're you going to be a little lost. Okay. But, but if someone's know. like, hey, let's play Jaws, and you've seen right. Jaws, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> cool. But, yeah. Or let's play horror movies. And, yeah. you know, you it's a very system agnostic, or a genre agnostic game. Yeah. Uh, but it basically turns PBTA into character-focused uh, um, storytelling. And nice. Yeah. Could, could it do a funny thing happen on the way to the farm? Absolutely. Yeah, I believe it could. Yeah. 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 And then we could make up songs. Yeah. We shouldn't play. I something play appealing. <laughs> something <laughs> appalling. I just want to play. Wait, you're gay? <laughs> Nice. Way to bring yes. it back. Way to bring it back. Yeah. And on that note, beautiful. <laughs> Wrapped it right up. Cheating program. Oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on. No. Shit, where is it? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Nobody knows that but you. Asking no. No. Thank you for joining us for Season 23, Episode 20 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I'm Stork. My name is Adam. And we'll see you next week with Season 24. Whoa! Crazy. Thank you very much. We'll leave you with a song.